Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Hey, real quick, before you tune into this podcast, just one quick message for y'all. If you don't mind, go to www.myediblewaroff.com. Listen, these tours cost money. I'm not asking y'all for a donation. I'm asking y'all just to go to the website, get you some merch. Reason being is because tours cost money for us to promote, not for us to get flights, not for us to get hotels, but for us to promote. For me to promote effectively, I got to pay for ads. And the way that I'm doing that is selling merchandise. If you guys could do me a favor, again, go to www.myediblewaroff.com. Again, all the tour dates will be there. All the tour dates are in the link to the description of this episode. And it would really appre- I would really appreciate if you support me. Thank y'all. Now let's get into the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in. New episode, Music is Love Language. I'm your host, Clint Coley. No AKAs. You heard the promo at the beginning. I'm on tour. It's official. Do me a favor. Go to www.myediblewaroff.com. Get you some tickets. Also, I, we got the merch. We, we got the shirts. We got the shirts. But wait a minute. You know, these are the ones with the tour dates on the back of them. These the ones with the tour dates on the back of them. Go ahead, get you one. I told you all this, you know, you buy merch goes to me promoting shows. Me promoting shows means I get to sell out. And if I sell out, I'm a happy man. All right, let's get down to business. So I want to ask y'all a question. You ever, you ever have something exceed your expectations you ever have something, you were, you went into it and you were like, ah, I don't really care, you know? A lot of y'all go into relationships like that. You go into a relationship saying, you know what, I'm just here to have fun, I'm here for the food, I'm here for a good time, blase, blase, blase. And then you get on the date and then you realize, yo, this person's kind of cool. Matter of fact, do I like them? That is how I feel about Diddy's new album. I wasn't expecting much. And don't get me wrong, right? I'm acting like Diddy is not that guy. He absolutely is that guy. I have to be honest with you. I ain't never heard no corny shit from Diddy in my life. Now that I think about it, when he was Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, whatever he want to call now he's called Love, I ain't never heard nothing corny from Sean Combs in my life. Now, I'm not saying that just because this podcast is on revolt. I'm not saying that because if just because here's the thing, just because it's on revolt don't mean that I got to I got to kiss Diddy ass. All right. I just wouldn't get I I just wouldn't give the album review uh, a review if I thought it was corny. 
If I thought Diddy's album was ass, I would not give it a review. Because again, if I'm on revolt, I can't say if you listen, it's either you don't say either you say something nice or you don't say nothing at all. I'm about to say something nice. Diddy's album is fire. If you've heard it, then you get what I'm talking about. Diddy's album is fire. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not sitting here saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's decent. I'm saying this shit slaps. It slaps. It slaps in my vehicle. I listen to it in the vehicle. I listen to it here in this room. And I listen to it on my headphones. This album is legit. And again, I'm sitting here talking to y'all like Diddy's put out corny shit. The saga continues. Fire. We invented the remix. Fire. No Way Out. Nigga, I, I think No Way Out is a ring. I think No Way Out is a ring. Now, I'm not saying this album is a ring. It takes time for something to get to that point. But what I will say is, is that this album is a beautiful body of work. Good job, Mr. Combs. Good job. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to break down this album track by track like I normally do. The reason why I'm not going to break down this album track by track is because this album has 23 damn songs. But the crazy thing about Diddy's album having 23 songs is, I'm going to be honest with you, it's a very beautiful listen from 1 to 23. This is a very beautiful listen from track one to track 23. I'm not telling you that he's 23 for 23. He's not shooting 100% from the field. You can blame Jacquees for that. Yeah, I said it. I'm tired of Jacquees. Yeah, I'm going to say it on this podcast. Jacquees on the album. The song is decent. I don't like Jacquees. He is everything that's wrong with R&B. No soul, just singing through his nostrils. At least Keith Sweat, when he sang through his nostrils, he had some soul with it. Make it last forever, I felt like it would last forever. Jacquees, we could have did without you. I can firmly tell the story of R&B without the Jacquees. Jacquees. Yeah, right, listen, this is not a Jacquees-friendly podcast. And if he hears this, I don't give a damn, dog. It is what it is. I ain't a fan. You don't, you don't have me. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I'm just keeping it a buck. But let's keep talking. This ain't the Jacquees podcast. We talk about Diddy's album. But Diddy's not bad. He's not 23 for 23. But then again, no, no album that has 23 songs on it is 23 for 23. 24 for 24. No, no, there's no such thing on a, on a, on a, on an album that long. But what I will say is, is that this album is one of the most cohesive albums that I've heard from Diddy, period. It really flows together. It is very well arranged. It is very well, like it's, it's seamless, right? It's like one track goes into the other track. Very, very seamless. You can literally listen to five songs and not even know you just listened to five songs. You agree with that? You agree with that? Okay. See? I agree with that. I, I think that you can literally listen to five or six songs in a row, and that includes the interludes. 
That includes the interludes. I truly believe. I'm sorry, y'all got the TV on in the background. <laughs> y'all can, you know, you can't hear it, but you can see it. Maybe the glare is on it. Blah blah blah. That's fine. But um, you can literally see. You can literally listen to about five, six, seven tracks in a row, and and not even realize like, damn, five, six, seven tracks just went by. That is the that is the that is literally the meaning of cohesive. If I can listen to your album and I'm listening to four, five, six, seven tracks in a row and not even like blink an eye or realize, oh shit, five, six, seven tracks have went by. That is a cohesive ass album. Diddy's album is very cohesive because like what I'm going to do is when I break down this, this album, I'm going to give you the pros to this album and I'm going to give you the cons to this album. We'll start with the cons. We'll start with what I don't, what I, Clint Coley, don't like about the album. I already told you, the first thing is Jacquees. Let Leave him off. Now, Fabulous, you did a good job. Jacquees, get up out of here. I'm cool. I'm cool. But that's neither here nor there. Another con, again, 23 songs. I don't think an album needs to be that long. In my opinion. And I'm looking. Let me see. The album is 23 songs. Let's see how long it is. There's 23 songs. This album is an hour and 23 minutes. That's that's 83 minutes worth of music. That's 83 minutes worth of music. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I am saying it, actually. I am saying it because I'm saying it's a con. It's not, but it's not the end of the world. It's just that for me... I don't need 83 minutes of music. For me, a, a decent album is somewhere between 50 minutes and, and, and 70 minutes. Give me an hour, hour and 10 minutes. Give me an hour. An hour is, a, you know, because like, you know, <clears throat> I'm sorry. In script writing, a lot of times people will come with a script and it has 100 pages. And people don't realize, right, in the business, a 100-page script, you figure each page is about a minute long to shoot or it's a minute-long scene or it's a minute-long, you know, thing, right? So if you got a 100-page hundred page script, that's an hour and 40 minutes. Most people, unless you're the Avengers or unless you're a Marvel movie, we're not sitting through an hour and 30 or an hour and 40 or an hour and 50 minutes. An hour and 20, an hour and 10, that's the sweet spot. So what I'm saying is, Puffy on this, but then again, when you're Diddy... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
Fifty. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Another con to the album, in my opinion. Um, I would like to hear more from Diddy, if that makes sense. I would like to have he- heard more from him. I'm not saying like he has a lot of songs. Where he has a lot of features, which that'll be in the pros. We'll talk about that. But for me, you know, on a Diddy album, I understand. You know, he's he's you know. I'm not going to say he's limited musically. I'm not going to say that. But we know Puffy's bars are not his strong suit. We know that. We know Puffy is not a, he's a rapper, but he's not, he's, this is, when you, when you listen to a Puff album, you're not listening for lyrics. But I'll give you a prime example. On one of my favorite Puff albums, I love Press Play. I love Press Play. There's a song with him and Jamie Foxx towards the end. is I've been thinking... Like it's it's one of the, it's it's it's, a, it's I, I, I'm I'm sorry but let me hold on let me go to press play real quick because you know what we, while we're on this podcast we might as well get it right let's get it right you feel what I'm saying let's get it right instead of instead of trying to be right let's get it right plus press play 2008 partners for life partners for life with with Jamie Fox and I felt like I got a, a glimpse of who Puffy was I guess at that moment or at that point in time. I'm not saying that he doesn't give us tracks where you hear what he's talking about, right? But for me, I'm just like, I just want to hear more from you. I want to hear more of Puffy's perspective. Even if you're not writing it, I would say, yo, talk to whoever's writing the raps and just give them your, give them how you feel, give them what you're thinking, and then maybe they can illustrate that through rhymes. Again, Puff, you got the money to do it. You know what I'm saying? You are that guy. You're a great, but Puffy, now, you know what? And I, I got to get to that in the pros too. I got to get to that in the pros. I, I'll just just hold 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 tight because there's on the pros. There's a lot of things that I really 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 like about this album. But again, I, I, the reason why I wanted to start with the cons is because I'm gonna be honest with you. There's not much I don't like about the album. Like if you really hear what I'm saying, right? It's kind of nitpicky in a sense. It's kind of me just saying, like, let me point out what I don't like. And it's 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 small shit, right? Like 23 songs is not a bad thing in a grand scheme of things. That's not something that I'm just like, oh, I don't like that or or oh, that's bo-. like it's just like I, I didn't need 23 songs, right? And the thing, and then of course I talk shit about Jacquees, right? But I'm gonna be honest with you, right? I talk shit about Jacquees, not a big fan, but he did he did okay on this song. He did okay. He did okay. I he didn't, he didn't ruin the shit. He didn't ruin it. For me not to be a Jacquees fan, and if I'm being completely objective, Ryan, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Jacquees didn't do a good, didn't do a bad job. I'm not a fan. So, you know, you know, because my friend Ryan, she was on Twitter and she said, Jacquees did the damn thing. I don't agree with that. I don't think he did the damn thing. I don't think Jacquees ever does the damn thing. But I will say, I think he did an okay job. And I'm not I'm not going to beat up on him, you know, verbally about it. You know, he did it. He did it. He did. All right. He didn't ruin the song for me. But that's just because this is a personal take. I'm just not a Jacquees fan. Bottom line. So let's keep talking. Let's keep talking. Um, And then what was the third thing I said I didn't like? I said that I didn't like the I didn't like the 23 songs. I didn't like Jacquees. And then the third thing was uh, I didn't hear more from Puff. And I'm like, like, again, if that's the worst thing that I have to say about this album, then that should tell you exactly what I do like about this album. 
That should tell you what I like about this. That should tell you how I legitimately feel about the album. Is that you? You're, I'm sitting here telling you again, little nitpicky things is what I don't like, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Um, the last thing I'm going to say, and this, this is just a, 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 the last criticism I have for the album, is. And I, I don't even know if this is a bad thing, right? But it's like, this album, let me just give you all the artists it just to, that, that's on the album, all right? And I'm back at uh, Press Play. Um, let me give you all the people that's on the album. Uh, no, uh, Nova Wave, or I think it's Wave, Wave, all right? Dawn from En Vogue. Um, Busta Rhymes. Uh, I want I don't want to get these names wrong. Nija is on the album. The Dream is on the album. Of course, Fabulous, Jacquees, Sway Lee, I'm sorry. Uh, Summer Walker, uh, Josie. Let's, I'll get to that in, in the next part. The Weeknd, French Montana, Jasmine Sullivan, Biebs, uh, Kalani, um, Jeremiah, KC, Mary J. Blige. Like he brought out Burner Boy, uh, Babyface, her. He brought out some names on this album. He brought the names on this album for sure. He 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 grabbed everybody he could. And I guess this goes back to me wishing I would have heard more from Diddy. It's just like, yo, I just feel like the names overload the album in a sense. That's all I'm saying. It just I feel like it overloads the album. If you're going to have features, I mean, he had Josie on, I believe, like three or four songs. Uh, let me just make sure I'm correct. Uh, Josie, Josie. Josie, that's three songs I see off the rip. He got Josie on about three or four songs. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a big, that this is making me a Josie fan. It's making me a Josie fan. But my thing is, is like, okay, if you're going to do that, to give me a couple of more joints with some other people that you use quite often, right? Like, it just feels like the names was a, a bit, it's like, it's kind of like a movie. This album, I will say, is like a movie. And you know how, like, you got a movie and you got an ensemble cast? Like, remember the movie um, uh, Valentine's Day? There's Jamie Foxx, I believe Channing Tatum's in it, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, Queen Latifah. Um, I think, like, let me go, let me, as a matter of fact, let, let's, let's be correct. Let's be correct. Um, Valentine's Day. Let's see who's in that movie. Valentine's Day movie. Boom. Who's in the movie? Let's let's go to the romantic comedy 2010 film. Um, I think it was the the not really the sequel, but the the, you know, to New Year's Eve. But let's see who's in the movie. Look at this. Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Beale, Bradley Cooper, Patrick Dempsey, Eric Dane, Jennifer Garner, Jamie Foxx, uh, Queen Latifah, Ashton Kutcher. George Lopez, Julia Roberts, Taylor Swift, like, this is a, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, all of those names, all of those names are in the album, I mean, or, or, or on the movie, and that's how I feel about all the names on this album. It's like, it's an ensemble cast. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Valentine's Day to me was a really good movie. Same thing with New Year's Eve. Same thing with Crash. Like those kind of movies where there's separate plots in the movie, but they all co tell one cohesive story. See what I did? There? Now we're back to the word cohesive. 
we're back to the word cohesive. Even though there's so many names on the album, we're back to the album being cohesive. So all I'm saying is, is that, yeah, if I got a nitpick again, those, that's it. That's it. And again, that is, that's, that's just me saying what I've, you know what? It's kind of like, I got a comedy special dropping on October, uh, on October 6th, Thursday, October 6th, my comedy album, my edible kicked in comes out. I think the special is fire. I'm actually going to have somebody come on this podcast who watched the special and I want you to sit right here in this seat and talk to the camera the same way I do and give me your your comedy special review. I think the half hour special is amazing, but there are going to be some cons and some nitpicks that you may not like. That's just that's just what it is. And I'm fine with that. So, again, Diddy has a great album. There's just, again, some nitpicks. So now let's go to the pros and let's talk about what I do like. Let me tell you something. When I talk about rings and classic albums and artists and blah, 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 and I always compare it to basketball. There are certain producers who are just really good coaches. I I equate producers to coaches, right? So we talk about somebody like producers and songwriters. Producers and songwriters, I equate them to coaches. If somebody like Babyface, he has a coach's ring for the Boomerang soundtrack. He has a coach's ring for the Waiting to Exhale uh, soundtrack. Smokey Robinson, great coach. Quincy Jones, great coach. I'm going to tell you this on this podcast. Diddy is a great coach. He has a coach's ring with no way out. Diddy is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Again, this is no slight to anybody else. Come on, we know who some other great coaches. We know Dark Child. We, we could go down the list. Uh, Pharrell, Kanye, or the Neptunes, Kanye, Timberland, Swiss. Like, we get it, all right? Don't, don't, don't be nitpicking in the comments, all right? But Diddy is one of the greatest coaches of all time, in my opinion, especially in hip-hop. Diddy always gets the most out of his players. If I got to equate Diddy to a coach who's in the NBA or who was in the NBA, Diddy is Larry Brown. Larry Brown took that 2001 Sixers team. Now, don't get me wrong. Larry Brown had Allen Iverson. Biggie has had Biggie. But he got the most out of his players. He got the most out of Allen Iverson. And did he, at, 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 you know, if you remember, he got the most out of Biggie. That, and not to say that Biggie, I mean, Biggie has the natural talent same way Allen Iverson does. But Diddy is Larry Brown. That's who I'll say. He got a ring. Don't forget that 2004 Pistons team, he shouldn't have beat the Lakers. But Larry Brown got the most out of his players, and that's how I feel about Diddy. He is one of the greatest coaches of all time. With that being said, he coached the fuck out of this album. He coached the fuck out of this album. For sure. 
Now, just like I told y'all, all those names on the album, I wasn't really, you know, I was like, you know, again, a nitpick, but that's also something that 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 shows you how great he is. That is a testament to how great he is. Now, granted, some of these players don't need coaching, right? Like, let's look at, let's go back to the album. Who doesn't need coaching on his album? Jasmine Sullivan. Come on, dog. Um, who else? Uh, Mary J. Blige. But don't forget, who did he coach at the beginning of her career? Mary J. Blige. He coached Jodeci. Casey's on the album. Who else? Burner Boy. You don't really need no coaching. Babyface, her, Summer Walker, he got some, I mean, come on, we talking, but but he finds a way to get the most out of his artists, he does, you cannot deny that about Diddy, so on this album, I'm going to tell you, again, I can't say it's a ring, but on Diddy's new album, he is coaching his ass off, that man is coaching, for sure, he's coaching. Let's go to what else I like that I like about the album. I like the fact that I'm on tour. My edible wore off. Go get your tickets. www.myediblewaroff.com. Do me a favor. Get your merchandise. Get your tour T-shirt. The link is in the description of this episode. Um, and then also let me let me just run down the cities real quick of where I'm going to be. Uh, September 24th, Austin, Texas. Um, October 1st, Buffalo, New York. October 18th, Richmond, Virginia. October 19th, Virginia Beach, Virginia. October 25th, uh, Ontario, California. October 26th, Bakersfield, California. November 1st, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Um, November 2nd, Seattle, Washington. Uh, November 12th, Boston, Massachusetts. November 19th, Providence, Rhode Island, November uh, 29th, Detroit, Michigan, November 30th, Louisville, Kentucky, November, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, December 10th, I'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana, and then December 15th through the 16th, I will be in Fort Worth, Texas, and that is the end of the tour, or at least this side of the tour. If I didn't say your city, right, so I know I put out my tour dates this week, um, wait a minute. I know I put actually I put them out last week. I know I put out my tour dates last week. If you did not see your city, please best believe I'm coming in the spring. You know who you are: Philly, D.C., Atlanta, Charlotte, Houston, Dallas, L.A., Oakland. Yeah, I'm coming. Chicago, chill out, relax. I'll save y'all for the spring. Y'all just everybody in my DMs like, oh man, why you ain't coming? You better you better fucking be there. All right. Let's keep talking. That's another thing I like about this. So I'm also going to tell y'all my favorite song on the album. My favorite song on the album is Josie and Diddy. It belongs to you. Um, Song is, I, I don't know what it is about it. I don't know what, I, I mean, Josie is sliding. Josie is sliding, but that's a, it's a, it's a beautiful track. It's a beautiful fucking track. Um, and again, that's just my favorite. That's my favorite. I'm not saying it's the best song on an album. You know, we can go. Oh, you know what else I like? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna also talk about. That's a pro in this. In this, the album starts off really good. A lot of times, a lot of albums, you gotta like really get into it, right? 
the album starts off like with some with some dancing, beautiful face to face. Like the first song on the album, Diddy cut, kicks it off with making you want to dance face to face with whoever you are listening to it with. I'm in I'm in the car. The first time I hear it, I'm listening to it with Alicia. I'm listening to it with my lady, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, yo, this shit is this shit is tough. I'm like, yeah, she's like, Clint, I like this part of the song. And I'm like, what is it? She's like, it's the part where, you know, we dancing face to face. I'm like, well, you don't, you don't dance face to face. <laughs> you don't dance face to face, you know, but anyway, but that's a beautiful part of the song. It's beautiful. Top tier. Crisp. It's a beautiful part. And, uh, oh shit, my bad. Um, a lot of albums take you take time or take a second. You got to, you know, maybe the album doesn't capture you on the first song, second song. But again, we talking about cohesiveness, right? From tracks like one to five, I'm like, I didn't even realize like I just, it kept going. And I'm like, okay, I'm still listening. Okay, I'm still listening. Like the album capture, Diddy's album captures my attention from the very first track. And that's very, and, and I can't say a lot of albums do that sometimes, right? A lot of times, you know, we talk about, you know, having a fire intro, you know, we talk Meek Mill, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, this album literally, I'm like, okay, if this is a preview of what the album is going to be, then we in for a very good ride. And I was not disappointed. The album, I mean, the first track on Diddy's album sets the tone of what the album is about to be. It is definitely a great opening scene of what I'm thinking this entire movie is going to be about and exactly what I thought exactly what the first song is is exactly what I got throughout the whole album which is brings me to my next point about what I like about the album I love the nostalgia that I got from this album this album definitely gives me R&B 90s 2000s music that I grew up on but with a contemporary flavor because he's using contemporary artists. He's not going in his, he got some, he, listen, he came on, got artists that are, that are of course, very well established, you know, legends in a sense, you know, he got KC, he got Mary J. Blige, he got Babyface, like he got them, but also he got contemporary artists. Again, this is where I talk about Jacquees. He got her, he got J like, He's still, he's still up to date with the times. This album, even though it gives me 90s, 2000s R&B vibes, it does not sound dated. It does not give me a dated, it does not give me dated. It does not give me a sense of like, man, like this sounds like, it's, it's like, it felt, you know how like, you know how you have old men who still try to be young? You're in your 40s, you're in your 50s, you're in your 60s, but you're still trying to be young, but you can't do it. There's a guy, uh, DL's Road, one of DL's Road managers is my man Lou, right? And my man Lou, I'm not going to say his age on the podcast, but Lou is a is an older guy you know what i'm saying when i say older like he's older than me he's 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 been a a, a big brother an influence right but he dressed young if you see how he dressed i'm like yo he's still current and it doesn't look like he's trying too hard he's mixing his style with how he dresses and how but but still keeping it young and keeping it current 
that's what Diddy gives me on this album. He's giving me, I'm, I'm, I'm a grown ass man. I'm in my fifties, but I, I, I'm still, but I'm still current. I still know what's going on. I'm still in touch. That's Diddy and Lou. Lou, I'm not calling you Diddy, by the way. You know what I'm saying? What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. But what I am saying is there is something to be said about somebody who is in their 50s, who can keep current, who's still cool. You're not trying to be cool, but you just are cool. Your coolness has transcended generations. That is Diddy. Diddy was cool in the 90s. Diddy was cool in the 2000s. Diddy was cool in the 2010s. And now here we are in the 2020s. Diddy is still fucking cool. You think Diddy cool? No, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Diddy is still cool. And th- this album represents how cool Diddy still is. Bottom line. Another thing that I like about the album. Again, I told y'all about the cohesiveness. I told y'all about, you know, um, some of my favorite tracks. I told y'all that he gets the most out of people, which is, again, that's that's a testament to him. I talk about how cool the album is. I talk about what it gives R&B vibes and, 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 and the nostalgia, but it's still in an in a up-to-date and current way. But now I'm going to tell you guys, you know, it's something to be said when you're listening to an album. And again, I started it off with I didn't have expectations. You know how we're in, like, okay. Uh, And I'm going to get to that that album this week, all right? I'm going to talk about Nas this week. But you know how you're anticipating an album? You're anticipating, I was anticipating Nas. I'm anticipating Drake's album. I'm anticipating, you know, when Kendrick Lamar drops and, you know, all these other artists drop. I'm not going to lie to you. I was not anticipating a Diddy album. I was not sitting here saying to myself, Yo, I can't wait for this new Diddy to drop. Because I knew he was dropping an album, but I was just like, I didn't care. But he made me care. The music made me care. Now I'm all the fuck in. Now it's like, oh shit. And and then I had to go back and I'm saying to myself, damn, like Diddy's done nothing but put out great music. But I'm like, why was I never even, like, why was I even questioning it in the first place? And not to say that I think, you know, it's just like, it was just, just wasn't on my radar. But this was one of those albums where people around me were saying, yo, Clint, you got to check out Diddy's album. Like my boy Artita was like, Clint, you got to check out Diddy's album. I'm like, you know what? Let me get his shit a listen. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Whoa, yeah. Not a lot of ad- take dats and all the other stuff. It's just like, it's a good piece of work. And I can appreciate a good body of work. So overall, I'm going to give this album a letter grade. A lot of times when I go through albums, when I give it a review, I don't know if I end or begin or or if I don't know if I end with a letter grade, but I think I'm going to do that on this album. And going forward, anytime that I give an album review, 
I'm going to give it a letter grade. And when I give the album a letter grade, and again, I'm not going off classic albums that's been out for 10, 15 years. I'm talking about albums that just come out. I'm going to give it a letter grade. So what's coming next? Believe, Best Believe, Nas, Magic 3. I'm giving that a review. Best Believe, Victoria Monet's album, I still have to review. Victoria Monet's album, I have to give it a review. That shit is fire. That shit slaps. But here we're talking about Diddy. Let's give it an album review. And I got to come up with a criteria on new albums of what I graded off of. So again, the first thing I'm going to say what I graded off of is, is the album cohesive? Can I listen to this album front to back without saying, and I'm not talking about no skips. I'm saying, is it easy to get to the next track? Even though I may not like the track or not, does it flow with the album? So the first criteria is going to be cohesiveness. That's my boy Steph's favorite word. Happy birthday to Steph. If y'all, if y'all, if y'all listen to this, go wish my man a happy birthday. I mean, his birthday was yesterday, but or the 16th, but still. Anyway, so we talk about cohesiveness. I also want to add in the criteria of what does it does the does the what's the do you stick to the theme? Do you stick to the theme of the album? So the album is called The Love Album Off the Grid. I honestly believe Diddy on this album sticks to the theme. He talks about being off the grid a lot. And yo, I'm going to be honest with you. It's called The Love Album. It feels like a love album. But in a different way. It's not a bunch of, ooh, yeah. Like, it's not that kind of love album. But it's like loving and enjoying the person that you're with in front of you. Enjoying their time. Enjoying their their company. Like, this album makes me want to enjoy a woman's company. Like, we can listen to this together. And we like, mm, yeah, mm, ah, mm, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah. So that's another thing. Does it stick to the, is, does the, does, do you feel the theme? The third thing I'm going to judge on this album or on an album. And again, I'm giving each one a letter grade and then we'll talk about your GPA. That's cool. Your album grade point average, your AGPA, your album grade point average. Another criteria I gotta, I gotta give it is um what what's the street saying i got to i got to i got to go off that right what are the streets saying because it's not just my opinion that matters everybody else's opinion matters even though this is the music is the love language podcast by clint coley right we also have to we also have to like what is the buzz around this album is it getting mixed reviews? Is it getting top tier reviews? The streets are loving this album. The streets are loving this album. It's a fact. That's a fact. The streets are loving this album. The fourth thing. The fourth thing. And this is going to be hard because it's like, it's hard to have 
a non-objective criteria with this. Like we, we these three things that I just named, it's kind of hard. Everything else is kind of like, you know, impact, influence. This, those things are hard to judge when an album just comes out, you know? So with those things, and I'm, I'm probably going to come up with more things for a criteria. But off this listen and listening to this album and digesting this album maybe five or six times, I'm going to give Diddy's album an A minus or a B plus. It's going to give me an A minus. I'm going to give this album an A minus. Of course, the A plus to me, if I hear it and it's, it's a perfect album, I can't say that. But I'm going to give Diddy, he got about a 91 on this album. If I got to grade this album, if I'm grading it, you know, if I'm, you know, he got a 91. This is a really good fucking album. This is borderline great album. I got to see how I feel about it, you know, as the test of time goes around and stuff like that. But off the couple of, off the five or six listens, again, in the vehicle, in the room, in the headphones, judging the cohesiveness, he's sticking to... Like, this is an A-minus album. This album is Clint Coley approved. Again, I'm not just saying this because this podcast is on the Revolt Podcast Network. If I did not like Diddy's album, I would not give it a review. You guys, the reason why you guys tune into this podcast is because you trust my ear and you trust my music taste. Well, if you trust that, I'm letting you know now, this album is fire. It's fire. You know what else is fire? My Edible War Off Tour. I want to come. I want y'all to come see me. I'm ending the podcast with that. Click the link in the description of this episode. You'll see the tour dates, all of that. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for laughing. This podcast is over. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.